Before Jesus' ministry, Jesus specialized in Milwaukee tools. That's right, because he was a carpenter, you know, and so he had to work on Mm. the wood, and and really he was focused on the wood of the cross is what he was reflecting on the entire time he was building tables and all kinds of things. He used Milwaukee tools, and later he would Milwaukee on water. Wow. Wow. (laughs) The Beatitudes! Howdy, Beatitudes Nation. Welcome back to the Beatitudes. If this is your Monday that you're listening to the show, you went a whole weekend without us. Yeah, so sorry. Gosh, we're here for you. We're back. we're, We're back. If only every day was Dude's Day, but today is Dude's Day because you're listening on whatever day this is. So welcome to the Beatitudes. This is a show where men in the modern world seek to understand how to live their Christian virtues and values while following Christ to be more like him, but never ignoring the fact that in holiness, we're also called to humorness. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. I love love humorness. Yeah. I'm like a popcorn machine. It's buttery. It smells good. And you never know like what's going to come next. Hopefully more popcorn. (laughs) I thought that was pretty predictable. Yeah. (laughs) That's my favorite kind of popcorn machine. Yeah. The one that works. We worked in a movie theater. Oh, yeah. yeah, It shows. Did you mean like gumball machine? Were you were you going for? Yeah, I was thinking about popcorning like in a marketing brainstorm. Uh, but this is the part where I interject and say, "My name is Jeff Shufflebine. <laughs> <laughs> I am one of the co-founders, co-hosts, and co-dudes of the Beatted Dudes, along with the same titles belonging to Nick Besner." Hey, everybody! What's going on? What a great radio voice you have and big eyebrows. And also <laughs> with another man who shares all the same titles, Paul Coker. Howdy! 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 And all, I don't, that's know, all I have. I usually pick on your hair, but you have amazing teeth. Why, thank you. I've been brushing lately. Eyebrows, teeth. What do I have, guys, that's amazing? Um, what is love? There was just a little Night at the <laughs> Roxbury thing yeah, going yeah. at the start of the... <laughs> well, I got... Yeah, that's all you got for me. You yeah. have um, nice cheekbones. My no wife... <laughs> Our guest is already sick. I love it. I love it. Is, we're off to I a great start. That wasn't me. Do you know, Sure. we're going to meet Chris here in a second. Well, he's here, but we're going to meet him officially. But let me tell you something my wife said to me the other day. She goes, I was laughing so hard listening to the show. She goes, Jeff, man, and it's, this isn't her words verbatim. I don't want to be corrected. But she says something like, your character is so funny. And I go, me? And she goes, yeah, you say the weirdest stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not the characters you play, yeah, but just, you. Just as you. As you. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, I feel unleashed on this show. It's like we pray, and then it's just stream of consciousness baptized by the Holy Spirit. Yes. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> we hope. No, no. <laughs> okay. No, absolutely. Today's a big day, guys. You want to mm-hmm. know why? Why? This is the first time we've had Chris Fattis on the show. That is a big day. <laughs> I was going to say the first time we've had a sponsor. We had Scott Williams. We've never had a sponsor at your level on the yes. show. Oh, wow. Yeah, yes. You're like royalty get on my level but the truth is <laughs> feels like there's needs to be like a base in that like <laughs> this is scaring oh, me where this is gonna yeah. go boo boo <laughs> brick, brick, bow, bow. Boo, bow, there's bow. no words i just need to do some uh, of a run around shirtless like I don't know why I'm shirtless, but jumping. Well, you're always you always <laughs> want to be shirtless. Like you you I think you just pray that garages will collapse with nobody inside, but that they will collapse. Default so th- state. Yeah, so that you have an excuse to rip off your shirt. Chris, you're gonna understand this. I've 
uh, come very close to saving people's lives. There was nobody in there, mm, but I but was very had... close to tying tourniquets. If you ever need a tourniquet, I got you. Nice. These guys, I'll probably keep my That's shirt. That's actually button. why I came. <laughs> you came here just in case. You've been you've been bleeding just out. Just so you guys slowly. know, if you ever need someone to volunteer for taking off their shirt, I will not be the one. Well, Jeff's got that covered, so we're good. You can have it. I, everybody knows in a group of four, you just need one. So That's it. we're good. But you know, we we do have this special thing at the end of the show called Reverse Simpsons, and you said if there's volunteering, what if it's part of the show that you everybody has to take their shirt? Yeah, well, I mean, we haven't announced today's. Uh, Reverse Simpsons yet. It is possible. It's possible. Of yeah. the things that we could do, that is one of it's them. It's definitely a thing that could happen. <laughs> it, it's, it's a thing. A, yeah. Here goes something. Uh, Chris, our goal is to either get canceled or to push the limits of podcasting with visual things to the point where people are like, your show makes no sense, and I love it. Yes. It's a little bit about what yeah. my wife there. I see why you think the Holy Spirit's involved. That's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, he's already I'm, already I'm, putting us in our place. I'm kind of <laughs> trying to find the connection. But moving on, Chris, I don't think I did a good job of explaining who you are. I went to sponsor. I just want to brag that Solidarity is an incredible company. We're going to talk about that. You're the founder, co-founder of Thank Solidarity. You. You're actually though a beatitude through and through. I mean, since the very first time we ever met, there was like this. We we beatitude hugged. And then we did that thing where we were backing away, and I think our beards caught each other. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is legit. And then we went in for more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that felt great. That part was awkward. But this magic moment. And my wife beard. was there, so I figured she was, she was okay with it. So. But I just needed more of that balm. I just needed something to. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> was that. The I don't know if I did oil that is day that a or what it was. Was that tallow? Yeah, it's only on one side. Yeah. Chris, bring it in for another yeah. hug. <laughs> This is terrible. You know, that is actually a thing. Like, do all men have an experience where they accidentally touch cheeks with another man and they're like, what? Jump. As their hug, you know, is that a thing? Or did not everyone jump? I jump. I, I will tell you one of my things because I did it to Paul before the show. I like when you kind of start with a bro hug or something and then you're kind of holding on too long and then you know you're holding on too long. Yeah. So you just make it even more awkward. Like, yeah. just kind of like grip in the person. Well, that's like, when you want to go. <sighs> <laughs> that's the best thing to do in that moment we are diving deep early in this episode to answer yeah. your question no some of us can't grow beards as, as nick so, as never, nick never happened to you either huh? scoots the other way a little bit <laughs> no nope, uh, mr Babyface over here but now I can't, i'm like I'm never questioning is there a life experience that i'm missing out on i think the yes. answer is yes, yes. yeah maybe you know, weird. just don't trim your beard so cleanly and see mm. what happens. Also, Paul, can we do like a thing where we put a challenge out to the listeners? If we get to a thousand subscribers by, you know, Thanksgiving, you'll grow a beard for two months. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we might lose subscribers after they see what it looks like. I don't know that we want to go there. Actually, we can't do that with all your, your real acting. Yeah, thanks. You know, this is just you. This isn't acting, but we do. There's not like a two month off period from acting. True. And well, you never know when stuff's going to show up. Like I, bet we, could, I bet we could do a, some kind of a Movember, uh, mm. you know, mustache growth mm. competition. Yeah. Paul? I If you want to see what I looked like as a teen trying to grow facial hair, <laughs> that's basically where I talk about. I mean, out. I, would, I, would, I would start over with this. All right. Well, you're going to you're start over. Okay. We'll see. Uh, Chris, um, we need to get to know you. Okay. Uh, where, where does one start from? To land in, I'm going to start 
a Catholic health share ministry and disrupt the entire healthcare industry, mm. you know, a couple of beatitudes at a time. I think I was in first grade. Go on. And I, no. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he had a, hey, Paul, he had a beard. Oh. I had a beard. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, I will say, I think my 13-year-old son might be able to beat you in the mustache. <sighs> so you not fair. It's still it. pretty weak, though. should have yeah. stopped it beat you. Yeah. <laughs> ow, so, ow. So, yeah, I mean, you know, my initial goal was actually that I would become one of the co-founders, co-hosts, and producers of Beatitudes, but yeah. it didn't happen. No, it so, um, But it's fine. I mean, that's, it's, that's like a sanctification process. Yeah, it's okay. It'll take some time. Take some time. But, no, you know, we, we – I – I'd always had an interest. I was, I mean, I'm a, I think I'm a kind of entrepreneur at heart, always wanting to start things and doing things. But, you know, at the time that we started Solidarity, we were going through our own crisis in life, which was causing me, my, my first wife had colon cancer and it was mm. causing me to think about healthcare. Mm. I'd always had an interest in becoming a doctor at one point. In fact, I, I almost went to, um, I, it was later in life. I went back to school and I thought about going to chiropractic school and, you know, th those things were of interest to me, but it was really being in the throes of it, having raised money for my wife's care and thinking about, you know, how do we help other people mm. with medical crisis? And then also looking at the system and how broken it was and could we fix it? Um, which I'll answer that question later. But the other, but then the other side of it was when the Affordable Care Act came out and seeing the threats on our conscience as Catholics, it just kept coming up. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And honestly, I was just trying to take care of my wife, yeah. but the conversation kept happening. And actually the, um, you know, we would have this conversation, well, if you did this, if you did this, you know, the ideas were coming and it was a, it was a novena to the Holy Spirit on Pen for Pentecost Sunday that my good friend, Dr. John Ertley was praying and I was praying for two totally different reasons. And we came together on the end of that novena and we just, he said, we got, we have to do something. We've got to solve this. And so we, wrote our little executive summary that day of the initial concept of Solidarity HealthShare. And by the end of that week, we launched a, a one-page website telling people that we were going to try to start awesome. this program and said, if you want in, come in. And we got, I don't know, 4,000 or so emails within a month. Wow. We were on Fox oh, News, on Washington couple. Post, on all of the Catholic <laughs> channels. And um, people were really interested. So that's how we got thrown into it. But at the end of the day, I'm a, I like to start things. I like to, you know, I actually never thought I'd still be in it. I thought maybe the Lord would bring someone else yeah. in. Where's the oh, Calvary? He has it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. Sounds really pleasant. <laughs> so uh, if you know anybody out there, be out of dudes, uh, we might have a job for oh, you. Man. Actually, I'll tell you what, if you go ahead and get 4,000 people involved in the Beatitudes, yeah. every week, then we'll find you somebody. Well, if you guys try to solve a major crisis, I could do that for you. What year are we talking about? <laughs> this here? is 2012. 2012. 2012. All right. So, to, you know, to fast forward that, my first, so my first wife passed away in 2012, actually, shortly after that. So Her in September, Angela Fattis. And Angela was a huge witness for the faith in, in her death. And, um, you know, her, her legacy was that the day that she got diagnosed with stage four colon cancer on Easter Sunday, um, she basically, you know, I was normally the, the encourager, the husband that would, you know, cheer her up. And she looked at me, I couldn't say anything. And she just said, Jesus still rose. So we will trust. Cause it was Easter Sunday. Yeah. She reminded me it was Easter. Jesus still rose. So we will trust. And that was her message the whole way through. And she wow. surrendered her life to God in a beautiful way. She gave great witness to people. Um, you know, there were incredible miracles that happened from people praying for her not to die. Those people experienced miracles in their lives, right? Yeah. And it was an amazing gift. And so for me, you know, it was obviously the most difficult thing I've ever been through. Um, and we had two children together. It was very, really hard. But at the same time, it was so clear 
that God allowed it for a purpose. And I and I think part of that purpose, purpose was much greater than this, but part of that purpose was was steering our family into launching Solidarity. And and we did. It took us four years to go live. Like we had, there's a lot of legal work we had to do. A lot of um, it, a lot of behind the scenes of how to really become recognized as a as a healthcare sharing ministry that's actually exempted under the Affordable Care Act. And so we launched in 2016 in a partnership with a Mennonite church that said, "Hey, we'll help you do this." Um, and we had the Mennonites and eight families. So I think it was like a total of like 47 people. Yeah. And my my I got I had been remarried already, so I'm married to Jennifer. We have three additional kids, so now we have five kids. But when we started this, you know, Jen's like, "Wait, so we're canceling." we have and how are we i'm like we have tylenol we have advil Mm -hmm. (laughs) i bought some supplements and dr early said he'll see our family for free you know (laughs) it was but the lord you know by the end of that year we had 400 members a year later we had 1200 households yeah you know we've gone and grown and grown and and to this to date we've actually served almost fifty thousand people um for somebody that's listening they're like okay he's talking about something i've never heard of yeah health share Mm -hmm. and it's amazing to me because i feel like i've known about health share for a while but there's a lot of the population it doesn't even know it's a thing. Most of them are the people that I'm trying to get medical bills from. <laughs> <laughs> and great talking to you guys. Um, that's <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but you, it is. We'll it's, tell my story in a minute with Solidarity, yeah. which has been incredible, and I'm right. blessed for it. No, but it is. It's 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 amazing to me that people don't know. You know, health health insurance is what we've known for a long time, but the reality is, like health insurance didn't come around until the mid 1900s. I mean, it wasn't, it isn't like it's always been this way. But what health sharing is, is instead of paying someone to insure your risk and then they have, you know, services they, you know, they provide and all of that. uh, We actually say, Hey, instead of us all giving that dollar to the insurance company, let's, let's decide to share each other's medical bills. If the four of us just, let's just take care of our own families. Let's be self-pay patients. Let's save money. Um, and so that's the the heart of it is the simplest thing would be, I would say, Hey guys, I have a medical bill and you guys would each give me some cash I mean, huge and I go pay the bill. Right. Right. And this yeah, is, true. you know, it's not the full insurance part, but it's the same idea of self-funding yeah. the, 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 pro- the program. So our members, what they do is they put in a monthly contribution amount that dollar amount, you know, there's admin and program services that go to serve your families and all of that. And then the, the sharing dollars sit in a separate account. And when I have a medical bill to submit for you, for a member, that goes in there and it literally electronically collects from the pot. So I don't have to go to you and ask you for cash and you don't have to Venmo me yep. and all of that. But at the end of the day, each of those bills is actually paid and funded by all the other families. So my daughter just had a, a ruptured appendix last this past year. Um, by the end of all the repricing, is a twenty-six thousand dollar bill. Two hundred and thirty-three families shared into her medical. Yep. Bill. Wow. It's beautiful. It is so beautiful to see how that that coming together. Uh, and then on top of that, we don't have to worry about all the unethical stuff being part of what we're paying for. Yeah. So you know, in the middle of this show, there's going to be a commercial, and we talk about Solidarity Healthshare on mm-hmm. there. And one of the things when Nick and I were, I sound like I'm doing the commercial almost mm-hmm. verbatim. When Nick and I were starting our new business, Undivided Life. Uh, Would you like the music background? Or Okay. This is not the right music. Well, that's a weird one. Um, it was a magical solution. Yeah. Welcome to Solidarity Hillshare. When Nick and I were starting our new business, Undivided Life, we wanted to find some way to take care of our growing families. Yeah, we did. But without committing oh, yeah. some sort of a... In uh, indirect form of evil by supporting causes we were 100% against. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here, stupid causes. 
Solidarity <laughs> is an affordable option. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Fun to me, Paul. That's his delivery. This makes 100%. even me not want to be a member. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. All, no, but you know what? I, can I just, can we just start that off? Can we try out the new tagline I want to do? Yeah. Oh. Healthcare stinks. We're here to help. Healthcare stinks, everybody. <laughs> no, Solidarity's is that not good? I think you're better. You're better at it. Yeah. You win. You're, that's nice. the winning. Is that the winning? <laughs> yeah, you won. Yeah. The whole thing. It's, bas- it's basically survivor music. Is that, like, is that survivor? Yeah, it's, I was feeling it's, really it's motivated. Like that. That's yeah. us punching healthcare companies on our way to get healthcare ministries. That's it. Uh, you know, here's things that I know to be true. One is I actually don't like my money going to things that I'm against. So, Jack, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Yep. Nick and I went and priced like our old platforms or old insurance from our previous companies. Then we shopped another big one just to say, like, what's the delta here? If if the company paid maxed out and we individually maxed out, which I always max out, Chris. Um, <laughs> it shows. <laughs> I max out in life. <laughs> okay. It was like for just the two of us and our families, a $63,000 difference between traditional health care and then the health sharing. And then on top of that, um, let me just share this because I think this is interesting. We started January 1st, mm-hmm. January 2nd. My son got hospitalized with a virus and that time was just, he didn't get any ICU, but uh, four days. Then on the 12th, I flew home from Mexico and he was hospitalized with a different virus attacking his lungs. Mm. I ran up a pretty hefty bill. Well, let's just say during that time, I would get a bill and it would be hospital bill, $8,000, $9,000. And then I'd say, well, I'm a cash pay. And they'd be like, oh, it's only 800 bucks. And I'm like, what highway robbery is mm-hmm. going on here? Mm-hmm. That that's the real cost that I owe. You wonder why your health insurance is going up 20% every why year. Why it's sick care and not yeah, health care. Right, right, right. So it's, it's, it's very affordable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ethical. And completely in line with the teachings of the Catholic Church, what struck us, and Nick did a bunch of the research, uh, number one, there's other groups that are Catholic that are just subdivisions of a Christian health share, and that's cool. Good for them. I hope they do well. Um, Your your documentation referenced the catechism specifically. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is what I love. It reminds me of Aquinas uh, Wealth Advisors and their catechism focus on investing. You can follow your morals and have returns too. I'm going to do every commercial. We yeah, have. we're getting them all. <laughs> Listen, if your it's group like is socks. looking for, yeah, if your group is looking for some fun, faith filled family comedy <laughs> called divine comedy, it's an, an inferno, inferno of, of fun. fun. <laughs> Poor people are going to listen to all the commercials after this part. Oh my gosh. So we'll uh, be right back. No, <laughs> but all that to say, what was I saying? Do you think? Uh, just the catechism, the catechism and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. being referenced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're also a Catholic leader. Like when I sit and talk to you, you're, you're leading people and practicing subsidiarity, which mm. is a, not as good of a name as solidarity for no, your and that's, people. Would have, that is the reason if you want to know why we named it solidarity, not subsidiarity, it did not test well. Six that's, syllable words. Well, tough. but it's, but it's both. And it is both. Right. Yes. Because yeah. I mean, you're, yes, you're, you're paying down to the, the smallest subsidium, right? The, yeah. the help that you're offering, but then it's also in conjunction with the community. So Spoken it's like a philosophy. Major. Yeah, yes. that's but, it. <laughs> but actually, but if you think about that too, is the idea of you choosing the care for your family mm-hmm. and working with your doctor directly that level of subsidiarity is absolutely missing from the healthcare system today. Right, because they'll rule out certain different options mm-hmm. that is like, no, you can only do in network, which is here. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I was I, just telling him to get close. No, to I got, the, I got far from. The, so he got excited. I did get excited. Oh, you yeah. got a good voice. What's yeah. a song that we can sing before we play a game? What's a song like? What's your go-to? You're going to karaoke no, at the house. The dance. The dance. Mm-hmm. Garth but Lex. I don't have it out. I don't remember it. Yeah. Well, what's the opening line? Just tell me the opening. Um, looking back. Yeah, looking back. Oh, I love on the memory of the dance we shared. Need the stars above. Come on, Nick. For a moment, all the world was right. How could I have known that you'd ever say goodbye? And I, I'm glad I didn't know the way it all would end, the way it all would go. Come on, Nick. Our lives Put your mouth up there. are better left to chance. I could have missed the pain, but I'd have had to miss the dance. And the thunder roll. That song brought me into country music. It was yeah. that and Baby Blue by George Strait. I didn't oh, expect us to be singing, but one. gosh. Yeah. yeah, we're going to edit that out, right? No. Damn. no we we're gonna harmonized gonna, Yeah, We're going to turn up, turn up the volume. That's what we're going to do. Now, because Nick didn't sing, he has to pick it. I don't know why I feel that like was singing great. with you guys. Hey, know. love to hear percussion. <laughs> do you have a song you want to sing, Nick? I'm good. You're good. I always <laughs> thought that he was announcing what country festival he was playing at. I'm like, Luke and Bach <laughs> on the memory. No? Okay. Never mind. Floor's country Is that a store. Texas joke? Luke and Bach, yeah. Texas? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah I've heard of it. All right. Yeah. We're going to take you on a road Shiner trip. Bach. <laughs> Works too. I do know that. And a Lone Star beer. <laughs> Those are also our sponsor. Well, unofficially. Yeah. 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 So anyway, we were Goals. talking about health sharing. I don't even know yeah. how we started singing. I don't know. Let's take a break and play a little game. Yeah. This game is called Blessed Are the Joke Makers, for they shall inherit the points. Mm. The amount of points, uh, 44, because you said it took four years, but four, okay. four is too, ma- too few points. I think you might have nailed his age too. Oh, maybe. All right. How does this work? Paul Kolker. All right, I feel like yes. we just brought you back into the show after singing. That got really awkward with you having I to sit there. I know that song. I don't know it well enough to say every word. <laughs> I feel like you finally pulled off the deadpan during that section. I did pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. you just stared us down. <laughs> Idiots. Who are these fools? Well, all right. all right. So we've got a character card and a Catholic card game card, and we have to answer the Catholic card game card as this character. So we have to kind of, you know, Ooh. act a little bit, kind of do some. <laughs> You're improv. the judge of this, dude. Yeah, you oh, get so to. So I don't decide. have to do it. I just no. judge you. Okay, good. Yeah, you just tell us who you like the most and want to award the points. To. I've been judging you guys just since I got like here, so this works. is good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So here we go. So the character we all have to play is the world's greatest salesperson. And the prompt is, Jesus specialized in blank before his public ministry. You know what, Chris? I'll tell you what Jesus specialized in before his public ministry. He was selling those cut cone knives, man. Always be closing. Do you need some knives? Because you and your wife look like you could probably make your wife a little bit happier if you could just get a pair of these knives. Tell you what, if you buy 10, I'll give you nine free. One of them costs $10,000, though. <laughs> <laughs> the worst sale. <laughs> yeah. 
Before Jesus' ministry, Jesus specialized in Milwaukee tools. That's right, because he was a carpenter, you know, and so he had to work on Mm. the wood, and and really he was focused on the wood of the cross is what he was reflecting on the entire time he was building tables and all kinds of things. He used Milwaukee tools, and later he would Milwaukee on water. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Dude, don't drop the mic because it's the most expensive thing in here, but feel free to proverbially do so. (laughs) I mean, his clothes was pretty good, i got to say. Yeah. Although he didn't actually sell me anything. No. Yeah. Oh, would you like some, though? <laughs> I got, I got $10,000 for one knife. You just got tools in their toolkit. No matter what you're doing this weekend, come on down to Cana. <laughs> We've got the best organically grown water. Just come. Jesus is here, and he's going to convert it right before your very eyes. Call 1-800-WINE-FOR-ME. <laughs> And you will get the best water-to-wine conversion in Cana. Come on down to Cana. Wow. All right, what do you think, buddy? I, I got to give it to Paul. Oh. I'm sorry. Sorry, you guys. You need to apologize. Paul had a great It was set. very that good. Was it was very close. good. Thank you. Yeah. All right, well, speaking of great clothes, we have a pair of socks for you from Sock Religious. That was really good. I freaking nailed that one. That was the authentic smile on your face. That was actually If I could get my leg out, I could show people my Sock Religious socks, but I don't think that's appropriate for the show. We can do like a cutaway. Yeah, maybe a cutaway. So this is St. Dominic socks, and that... I don't know why, but this just spoke to me that this was perfect for you. So um, here's St. Dominic and his dog, and he's doing great work uh, all over. Beautiful. I building, like it. Building up the kingdom for, for Christ. What socks do you have on right now? For I have the religious? Sacred Heart socks that you gave me, actually. That's right. That's right. And I've got the St. Christopher socks at home. So. All right. Well, I'm glad that I didn't give you any of those yeah. again. So <laughs> anyways, see. if you want to get your own pair of Sock Religious socks and get 10% off, you can go to SockReligious.com slash Beatitudes. And now let's hear from Solidarity HealthShare, one of our sponsors. Who are they? Hi, it's Paul Kolker from the Beatitudes here, and I just wanted to share with you guys that I also, outside of the show, perform improv comedy on a regular basis with a group called Divine Comedy. So what we do is we come up with everything on the spot, so whether you're looking for faith-filled, fun, family-friendly comedy for your youth night, or whether you're looking for clean comedy for your corporate event, Divine Comedy can perform for your group and even get you in on the action. So if you'd like to hire us to come out and perform for your next event, check out Divine Comedy Improv. Divine Comedy, an inferno of fun. The team at Aquinas Wealth Advisors believes that good values and good returns are not mutually exclusive. Using a tech-smart and morally sound approach, they provide investment alternatives that align with Catholic teachings without sacrificing returns. These days, faith-driven investors are finding it hard to know where their money is going. They have no visibility into what their dollars are supporting, but there's a better way. Thanks to the faith and finance score from Aquinas Wealth Advisors, you can look into your current holdings to see what you're supporting and make a switch to an advisor that aligns with your values and gives power to your voice. Check out AquinasWealth.com today. Hey y'all, this is Jeff Shufflebein. When Nick and I set out to start our new company, Undivided Life, we were really concerned about how would we cover the healthcare needs of our growing families, and we were so excited to find a company that fit both our medical needs and our faith beliefs perfectly. It's called Solidarity HealthShare. It is an ethical alternative to traditional health insurance. 
We're never part of sharing in the medical costs of anything that goes against the teachings of the Catholic Church, making it a great alternative for Catholics and Christians alike. Solidarity is very affordable, which is perfect for a large family or for a new and growing business like the one we've started. So visit joinsolidarity.com today so that you can get started with us. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Chris Faddis, co-founder of Solidarity HealthShare. Uh, Chris, tell us more about health sharing and how that has gone. You started this in 2012, took four years, but what's been going on since yeah, 2016? I mean, serving a lot of people, going through a lot of um, a lot of the rigmarole of healthcare. That's why you know I make the joke about healthcare stinks, but the reality is our system is just completely broken. You know, and, yeah. and you're trying to um, to help people in a broken system. It's, and it's, it's hard to do, you know, we, we can't control it all, but, but the beauty is we've been able to serve, like I said, it's between 45 and 50,000 members. Um, and we've seen a lot of the good and the bad and the ugly. Sure. We've seen, you know, to, to Jeff's point, the overpricing and, and we've been able to save just tons of money. I think in two years, a hundred million dollars was saved, which yeah. a good friend pointed out means we took a hundred million dollars out of the unethical healthcare world. Sure. Took it off the table. Chris, right? that was they a can't big use that. portion of that hundred million. <laughs> yeah, you were. That was that was just on January fourth. So, so <laughs> you know, there's that. But then also seeing all the all of the things we didn't know until we got into this, which were the ways that that certain uh, providers, doctors, hospitals were yeah. using healthcare events to affect people's like moral decisions. But the mm. amount of times that women are encouraged to do an abortion. Mm. Uh, we had a, a family that, that was going in for a life-saving procedure for their, their unborn twins. And the doctor had, you know, if the procedure didn't go perfectly right, he had put on the, the chart that he was going to um, do an umbilical cord occlusion on the non-thriving twin if the twin didn't thrive by the end of the procedure, which means an, an abortion, right? Mm. And this family had no clue. They were not made aware. Wow. And we were able to intercept that. So that's that's wow. that sort of world. Jeez. But also we've seen as as this this affront, this assault on, on Christians and healthcare and on our ethics has come to the front of stage. Most people didn't see it on, on the front lines before. Um, but honestly, with once the Dobbs decision came down, all the gloves were off. The left started coming out publicly and saying, we're going to take your licenses. We're going to prohibit care. We're going to do all these things. And so we have um, we've really just seen more and more what the attack is and the need for us as Christians to double down and say, I'm going to opt out of that and I'm going to support pro-life, pro-family health care so that more doctors can come into that world and, and serve us. Because there's a point that might come where it's even harder for us to access good quality care. Um, and that that's really what we're seeing kind of coming down the line in, in healthcare. That's amazing. Uh, I think I saw on average, it's like 60% reduction. Is yeah, what 60, about can, 64%. Yeah, 60, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like two thirds. Like like, yeah. Unbelievable. And and to be able to, to do that consistently and, and, you know, and like, you know, Jeff said, sometimes that's through cash pay discounts, but most of the time it's not. It's by us deciding to say, look, we're going to hold the line on price. You know, if all, the four of us went to a steakhouse here in the Dallas area mm-hmm. tonight, which I think there's at least a handful of those. Couple. Yeah. yeah. But if we went to a steakhouse here, 
And we walked in and they said, oh, no, no bill. We'll give you that later. And we come home, you know, and it's a $15,000 bill. We're each going to write the $100 check we planned on spending. Yeah. And we're going to send it in. And that's essentially what we do to some of these overpricing providers. Well you know, if you don't tell me what it costs beforehand, then I get to tell you what I'm going to pay at the end. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, yeah. you know, to go through that process uh, as a consumer or as the, the, the patient or the, the primary, you know, head of household, they try to scare you, right? It's mm-hmm. demand letter. It's this, it's that. And um, I don't know. It doesn't impact me, but I got to imagine there's people out there that that's one of their fears about yeah. stepping into this, that the process can can drag on a little bit because you're negotiating cost. You're also like fighting for fairness. Right. And you have to get to the, the brass tacks of what it is, but well, and stomach you, it. And you maybe don't know how to navigate all that. You're by yourself on it. You're also still trying to work your full-time job and take you, care of you kids. You weren't or, born to be a combatant like yeah, I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying in general, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I mean, some people, yes, can manage right. and, and, and sure. finagle all of that, but there are plenty of people who are like, I, okay, fine. I guess I'll figure out a way to pay it because right. they right. don't They're have afraid the to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of that. I mean, you know, there, there are people who get excited about that fight and then there's people <laughs> sure. who don't. And, and the other part of it is we have been, we have been conditioned to be afraid. Oh, if well, I mean, if you tell me that you're going to threaten my credit, you might as well have taken my kid's life. I yep. mean, that's, you know, so there, but, but yeah, these, these hospital systems especially have gotten so aggressive uh, with, with patients and, and really scaring them trying to put, you know, there's a division they try to create yep. between us and them. Um, and it's a, it's a difficult thing, but the beauty is, you know, one of the things that we try to remind people all the time, we have planned for all of those things. Mm-hmm. Every step of that process, we have planned a way to help you. We've got, you know, all the way to the point of lawyers being involved if they need to, to fight for you, uh, on, on that overpricing and those bills. And that's all built into the program and that we are here to help you. But at the end of the day, we've got to do it together, right? We're, we're doing it's healthcare done with you, not for you. And that's, that's some of the difference. It is different than insurance. But the other part of that is you have access to life-affirming fertility treatments. You have access to life-affirming care. We're going to help you find the good ethical providers when you need them. Um, you know, we're going to fight those battles with you. You know, and that's that's the difference. We're there for you doing that. We're going to look for those things like that umbilical cord occlusion and make you aware that that's about to happen to your family. Um you know, that woman was walking into an abortion. She had no, no clue. No idea. Uh, and in fact, at first they were like mad at us. Like they thought we were saying that's what, no, no, we're, we're not saying you're doing that. That's right. what your provider put here. So that's the beauty, you know, um, the beauty of sharing. But the other part of it is, as you've seen, you guys as members, the two of you are members, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. You've been able to see where your dollars go. Mm-hmm. The fact that I know that there were 233 families who helped my daughter's bill. And prayers tied to the it. Prayers tied to it. Mm-hmm. People sharing each other's bills and vice versa. I know where my money's going. Uh, and obviously having an insider view, sometimes I actually know when I see that bill. I remember seeing one that our family participated in and I knew the name because it was our first member who had a liver transplant. Yeah. And um, praise God, you know, this guy was able to get get a new liver. Um, and he ended up, the bill was $1.4 million. Mm-hmm. But the provider worked with us ahead of time, and it was only $210,000 was yeah, what totally we had to doable. share. So, you know, I want to yeah. brag on Solidarity a bunch, because I sit here and talk about, like, is this scary for people? I want people to, like, face their own fears so that they can work into this place of comfort. There's been times where I'm like, okay, I got to get this straight. And I have this letter from a doctor's office. I'm not sure what it even means. Your people are amazing. Like I remember reading the Zappos book about like, just stay on the phone and make Mm -hmm. people like get to this place of they're, they're secure and feel safe. Your people are amazing and they're so patient. And uh, I've sat on there and we'll just dial together three way. 
Like I got the patient on the phone and here's what I need. And they'll get somebody to back down, to be more clear, to be logical. Um, Meanwhile, I call a hospital. I'm like, okay, hey, I need your tax ID. And they're like, sir, well, I'm not going to give you that. And I go, you know, that's public record, right? Like (laughs) you're being a jerk right now. I'll Google it. Why don't you sit here and I'll tell you what it is? Right, right, right. There's that combatant part right there. I love it. it's weird, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't say jerk. That was in my head. Um, I thought we weren't allowed to say words like that on the show. I would have said it all differently if I had known. Well, I'm trying to, like I said, we're pushing the envelope tonight. We sang most of a Garth Brooks song, so. Yeah, which... We might get copyright struck for that. I don't Too know. long? No, you're allowed no. to sing anything you want. No, no. You just I, can't I'm play just, it. I'm just no, I actually <laughs> looked into this so that we wouldn't. I knew, I knew this day well, was coming. Well, the good news is it sounded nothing like it, so YouTube's algorithm isn't going to pick Fair. it up. Touche. Touche. <laughs> it was cacophony. Well, y'all will all be canceled. I'll just continue to do just, the show. There you <laughs> go. They'll be at a dude. They'll be at a dude. <laughs> well, so I got to say, I love that this is everything you're talking about is both a boycott and a boycott kind of at the same time, mm. right? In the sense that you're buying in and supporting the things that really matter. Um, but then it's a boycott of all these things that you don't want to have in your life or, or that you're, you don't want to be supporting. Right. Right. And so it kind of, kind of threads that. Yeah. You, you know, there's a point and I, and I, you know, I say this with, with all charity, but there's a point when we as Christians, as Catholics have to decide, like, am I just going to keep complaining about these things or am I going to make an actual conscience conscious change in my life and, and what I do. And, you know, a friend, a friend just recently was saying, he said, yeah, health sharing's hard, but so is homeschooling, mm. you know, and so many of us do it, or, you know, it's, you know, I, I get coverage for my employer. So why would I spend on money on this? But we get public school, you know, education paid for by the state, but a lot of us choose to opt out of that right. and True. spend money on, on education. And I think there's a point with, with all these areas of our lives and we as Catholics have to decide certainly be in the world, not of it, but there are, there are parts of our lives we need to own. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that the person who controls the paying for healthcare controls the ethics yeah. and they control what your family has access to. So you need to decide, am I willing to let my family have access to, am I going to send my kid to some random mental health specialist that my insurance said they'll do, who's going to maybe steer them the wrong way or name any kind of provider? OB, gynecologist, pediatrician, whatever it is. And, or am I going to opt out of that and say, Hey, my family's not going to participate in that. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do the hard thing, right? We can do hard things. My, my wife reminded me of this the other day. We can do hard things. And that is actually that sacrifice, making that choice to buy something different. You know, we talk about this all the time. I mean, how many times have we tried to boycott Target? but there's no one better at providing decent quality stuff at the affordable price. Like you want to send me to Walmart? Like really? Come on. And they're no better anymore. But you know, but at the same time, like, you know what? We can work a little harder to get, you know, plan ahead and order stuff. If well, we and I'll to. go back to the investing. It's the same thing. If right. you're just looking to make a buck, then you have completely disassociated yourself from what you proclaim to yeah. be important. Mm-hmm. Right. If you'll take the extra moment and there's plenty of options that are, that are weaving this. Some of them are like Aquinas wealth advisors, but some are the individual that just knows how to navigate this market. Look, I think there's good returns to be made, but if I'm being honest, I'm okay making a little less returns right, right. to not be 
supporting something I don't want to support. Absolutely. Even though I hear from everyone who's in these, you know, conscious, like paying attention to their investments, that they're actually getting better returns. For sure. <laughs> but you're right. It, it, even if you got, you know, two points less, whatever it is, yeah. is it worth it? Yeah. That's I mean, two points in heaven. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> well, and Go, it's yeah. probably more of a, a hundredfold sort of thing, right? right? That the Lord blesses these things. Right. I mean, it, it feels like a, such a big sacrifice to us. And I'm not trying to discount that it, that the level of the sacrifice, it can very much be a real sacrifice. Like you're saying with, knowing that you have public school as an option, but choosing to send your kids somewhere else mm -hmm. and paying extra. I mean, that is a sacrifice, but then the way that, right. the, get, that God rewards that is just infinite. Yeah. Go read firms of endearment and you'll just see the returns of yep. these ethical, you know, morally sound businesses. They just, they win. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, one other thing I'll tell you is that my wife, oh, here comes the book, Firms oh, of Endearment. Oh, I was just going to say, I need to hear about this book. Yeah, yeah I wasn't aware of it. That's So cool. he's one of the founders of Conscious Capitalism along okay. with uh, John Mackey. And uh, that was actually the book he was writing, I think, when he discovered Whole Foods and then they launched the whole Catholic, or sorry, I say Catholic capitalism because I think Conscious, that's what it is. Yeah, Conscious yeah. capitalism. <laughs> same, well, but same. It's, it's in line with. Oh, yeah, throw yeah. Jesus in there. We're pretty good. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's an awesome. And plus, it proves that the bookshelf is not a fake backdrop. It's real. We just pulled out yeah. a book. You actually <laughs> can read. Yes. This is, well, we didn't, we didn't prove that. <laughs> hold, hold on. Here first. <laughs> I remember it was maroon. <laughs> <laughs> that's Whoop. all that matters. <laughs> the, uh, my wife's pregnant right now, and it's, I've got to experience also the solidarity. Uh, maternity kind of team and core help. And we had a call with one of your folks, Shamir. I'm actually supposed to record a testimonial for you. Maybe I'll nice. do that tonight. Okay. But um, what's so cool is she got on the phone with me and my wife. We walked through all the details. She actually reviewed what we were being quoted for our charges. She really liked the setup and said, this is completely fair. Let's go with this. And now we just have this good communication back and forth. And it put us at ease, not like a what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And then I know when Nick and I were looking through all the different options, at least the ones we saw, some of them have like a $200,000 limit on a pregnancy or a delivery, you know, yeah. and I don't know how this really works, but I had one that was a NICU baby that turned into way more than $200,000. And I was like, I don't want to be stuck in that situation. So of course, as we know, if it was 900,000, it really only cost 90,000. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But that, but that's a big part of it that we're able to go up to the million because we know we're going to maintain the cost for sure. It's and that's, yeah, that's part of it. But this, you know, one thing I want to share and it's, it's coming soon. So I feel like it's okay to do this is, this is the place this, to release the maternity, Nick. the maternity care coordination program. We've, we've started to put a lot more effort into that and really redesign that. But also we're now this fall rolling out care coordination across the board for chronic illness, you know, emergency, mm. um, you know, surgery type stuff, you know, surgical and cancer care. And the idea is when our members have these certain subsets of conditions that they are immediately intercepted by a care coordinator, who's going to help make sure we're navigating that Good. more proactively. So oh, wow. what you're talking about, you know, cause sometimes things are fine, but then all of a sudden this happens and what do you do? And so you have that advocate, that person on the, on the team. Uh, and so, you know, pray for that. There's, we're, we're, we're actually actively hiring for that right now. And it's, it's not been the easiest thing, but finding those people and building the structure around that. Um, and we'll roll each of those programs out one by one as we find the right staff. But the idea that you have a person, when our, when our staff hears that you're in getting a scan for cancer, we know we have to, we trigger that to follow up with you to yep. find out what the scan said. 
and then kick off the initial care coordination process, which I think will allow us to better serve the member in those times of, of need. And then, you know, all these other great things we're able to do, like pastoral care coordination and, and things that, that are really at the heart of what we want to be doing. Yep. You know, get your name in our chapel so we're praying for you on a daily basis, Amen. all of that. So. And headquartered in what city? In Tempe, Arizona. Old so, Tempe. Yeah. All right. Is that where most of the employees are? Yeah, most of them are there. We've got a, a few remote, but mostly there. Yeah. We're filming this uh, late August. I heard Tempe's a beautiful place to be. Right yeah, now. it's it's just yeah, <laughs> it's a walk in the park. You know, as a native Phoenician, I'm I'm fine with it. But um, you know, it's great. We live in Texas. I mean, you, you know, we've just got a nice hot. cool front, so it's only 96 today. I think. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is like winter for me. <laughs> yeah. so this is great. Yeah. Here's some good oceanfront property there, though. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Well, we were just talking to somebody today about how, you know, Arizona, they said Arizona should, or the U.S. should annex Baja California and the Sea of Cortez and make it part of Arizona. And I was like, how like, do I vote for you? <laughs> that would be great. Right? Go on. Yeah. Like, yes, please. Because yes. then we actually could have, you know. Yeah. Oceanfront. Well, let's do this. We're going to move into our TBD question, the Beatitudes question of the day. This one, ladies and gentlemen, play along at home, which just means you have to spill your guts on YouTube in the comment section or anywhere with yeah. your friends if you'd like to as well. But the question today is just share or reflect on a time in your past that you wish you could do over. Um, Chris, I'll let you think on this one for a second. We'd like mm. to surprise our guests, but I will jump in here and just say, uh, <laughs> I actually wrote a letter to my father-in-law about this one time. My fiance, now my wife, was receiving her ring from Texas A&M. It's a big deal. Your Aggie ring's a big day. But when I was in school, you just went and got it, and then you hung out with your friends. Maybe people came in town. But they've changed it to be this whole ring day. There's mm. literally thousands and thousands of people, like, while you're getting your ring. And so when my wife was graduating, I'm 11 years older, we go, they give her the ring, and then they turn to me as a fiance, and they're like, do you want to put this on her? And I'm, like, so caught off guard because – Old me, I'm like, what is this moment? Like, I've never had this. <laughs> and so I'm like, sure, this, I'm not getting married to her, but I'll put her Aggie ring on her. So I'm slipping it on her finger. I look over and I see her father who paid for, you know, her mo mother and father paid for college. Her dad is one of the greatest Aggies I've ever met in my life. He has such a deep love for the school. And I'm like, dang, Jeff, this was supposed to be <laughs> Doug Brown putting this Aggie ring on his daughter's finger. And I wrote him a letter and I just said, got a couple of regrets in my life. That was one of them. <laughs> so uh, I wish I could do that over. It yeah. didn't change the trajectory of the world, but it meant a lot oh. to me if I could have turned around and given him that moment. So He's probably glad that you actually married her at least. Well, and yeah. he didn't try to steal that part where he comes up there and puts the ring on her during the <laughs> wedding. So <laughs> Revenge. Gotcha, dude. <laughs> what do you got? Anybody up? I've. Oh, I've got one. Um, it's uh, maybe not as momentous, but it was just, it's it's one of those moments where I, I felt like this, um, it felt compelled basically to just kind of go for it and then backed off. And I don't know why I backed off, but. It's like a cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, so, um, so I was at A&M and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger came to speak to, he was receiving some. Your uh, guy. Right? Awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he was receiving a, a civic award from George H.W. Bush on campus. And so it was this whole big event. I, I barely even got a ticket to it in the first place. And, um, and so I get this ticket, I go in, sit down, you know, and it's, it's in Rudder um, Auditorium, yep. the big yep. one. Yep. Yeah. Which seats like a thousand people, sure. 2000 people, whatever it is. And, um, and so, you know, I'm just one in the crowd there and he's up there giving this great speech. I mean, he, he was very comedic. He was a lot of fun to listen to. Sure. Um, he, he receives the, the award and he was like, 
for outstanding civic service and uh, we forgive you for all your crummy movies and <laughs> like you know so he made fun of himself That's and all and yeah. it was a ton of fun but then they did an open mic deal where it was like you can come up and ask questions on either side of the auditorium and what i wanted to say because there were people asking crazy questions some that were good some that were you know off the walls like what was your favorite movie you know yeah. and all that kind of stuff and um I wanted to go up because at the time I was super into improv and like, oh, maybe, you know, he could, you know, give me some, some pointer or whatever. So I was going to go up and be like, what would you say to somebody who's an aspiring actor wants to like, you know, find his yeah. way in? And I just chickened out and I don't mm. know why I didn't like, I, I missed the chance to get in line. And then it was like 15 people lined sure. up, but I was right there. I could have done it. Yeah. There's mm. a great lesson in that one, right? <laughs> just go. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. That's have, cool. Yeah. Your man. I've got one uh, end of high school. <clears throat> so when I was a senior in high school, the like swine flu was like going around. It was H1 like a big N1. thing. Yeah. And so that pushed like t typical spring timelines all around. So I ran track and did uh, academic competitions, stuff like that. So normally that'd be done before school was out. And that year the state track meet was after school was out. And I was at the regional track meet and I was like, I don't know if I really want to run at state. Like, if, like I know I tried my hardest, but then there was always that in the back of my mind of like, did I? Because <laughs> I was kind of done at that point. And like, yes. do I really want three more weeks of intense mm. training? So I don't know if it actually would have changed anything, but I definitely had that thought in my mind. I'm sure it didn't help. It sure didn't help. That's right. <laughs> so what you're right. saying is you didn't make it to state. I did not. Okay. If you just would have done it, the team could have won state. Well, you never know. <laughs> well, we, we do still have the school record. All right. Nice. Something. <laughs> All right. I guess I no, get to go. You know what I was thinking of was Napoleon Dynamite. What is Uncle Uncle uh, Rico? Rico. Oh. If the coach would have put me in. <laughs> we would have won state. We would have won state. <laughs> no, so that's legit. I'll give you one. Right. I had a hard time with this because I have a lot of regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we could just make if, that the whole bonus could, show. If I could do it over. So my, so I, I told you I was married to Angela and then I was remarried to, to Jennifer and Jen, Jen and I knew each other um, before I met Angela. So we knew each other in high school. We mm -hmm. were in youth group together. We knew each other after college. You know, we, we were kind of a same group of friends and her and I actually spent a lot of time together. And at one point I think I kind of thought, well, maybe this will turn into romantic and I took her out to dinner and then. She got awkward, and I was like, okay, she's not interested. And and then we you know, we hung out, but we kind of stopped hanging out, and then I actually met my first wife. So wasn't meant to be. Uh, married Angela, and then we reconnected a year after Angela passed away, and I went, why didn't we, why didn't we date? So this was actually pretty easy because I didn't want to date. I was praying, okay, Lord, if you want me to get remarried, that's on you. And here she shows up. So a few weeks in, a couple weeks in, we're on a date, and it's very clear at this point she's into me, I'm into her, whatever. And we're adults, so, I mean, really, I should just have been, it should be obvious. And I <laughs> take a walk, we take a walk, and it's very clearly the moment for the first kiss. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know how to impersonate it. I totally, like, I think I did, like, a fake dive in, you know, like, pulled back. Like, I don't know what I did. I can't even remember. It was so awkward, and she, it was awkward. And she's, like, kind of, and then I kissed her, but then it was awkward, and and we drove home, you know, and it was awkward. And then we went to the door. I was like, and kind of talked about how awkward it was. And I was like, I just, I, I did it again. But it wasn't the first kiss. So I just didn't get the first kiss mm. right. 
That's an you know? incredible story. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. And so we st- still have that. that You can never un- live that down. Credit to you for the humility to share. Yeah. yeah. Well, these are four diverse wish I could do it again stories. <laughs> yeah. I think we should actually just have a, a weekly segment. What would you do? Over? <laughs> I pretty much do that every week. Yeah. In the shower, just <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, speaking of uh, chances to do something special and to step mm. into it and to give it your best. We have a reverse Simpsons today where we end the show differently than every other show. Do you have any guesses? No, not Keep at all. Keep your shirt on. <laughs> this is going to be a uh, unique competition of strength. We have purchased a grip strength machine that uh, will tell us how strong you are gripping this huh. against all four of us. We're yep. just going for best. Now, I do want to just tell you, I've used this yesterday, so I got to see that if your hand is flat and you squeeze it, you'll get to a certain level. If you give yourself the leverage of putting your fingertips like at an angle, you'll get to a better level. Okay. So mm. every one of us is going to go. Um, I'll record our scores. Does anybody, is anybody feeling lucky? Punk. Sure. <laughs> He's like, sure. <laughs> That's me. All right. So you squeeze it and just hold it down. It'll eventually stop where it gets uh, all the way up. You just got to show it to us. 98.1. From my limited experience, I think that's actually a pretty high number. <laughs> uh, that's a uh, room temperature. I feel there. like your your uh, TBD answer set you up to go all in on grip strength, and you. I think did I hear it pop? Did your finger? That was pop? my knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> you Thought that was yeah. a tendon. I you wasn't might, sure. You might want to get that checked out. That's not shareable, the by the way. Oh dang it! <laughs> you were doing dangerous activity. Is, is that covered? No. I was about to set you up. Dang it. Are Are you behavior. Yes. I'm a little nervous. But about I got to tell you, I'm going to give you t- like you yeah. want to get like some leverage on it. Yeah. Because if you get too flat, yeah, like you don't have to like that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, promise. Like I that. thought that was crazy For until sure. I did it yesterday. Yeah. It's dramatically different. Whoa, 102. Oh, all right. You know, Jeff, you did say to me, I mean, Chris looks like he has strong hands, <laughs> and then you bought a grip strength machine. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't mind if our, our guest slash uh, partner won in this thing. But uh, I'm going to give it my darndest. Paul, how are we 102 feeling? is going to be tough to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little nervous about even trying it. I don't, I don't know how I, I got to 98. To <laughs> so you said hold it like just, this. Yep. Yeah, and just don't judge Get yourself. Let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> Whoa! Paul's this been working joke. out. This is like, uh, I think I've never it, even seen close to triple <laughs> wow. digits and you hit 107. Was did, that the, did uh, that thing get easier overnight? That was like, yes, I, think, I, think, I think y'all broke it in. I think I broke it <laughs> yeah. for you. I got up to that. This was a Schwarzenegger moment. You yeah. Everybody is making up for their past woes by squeezing this thing. You right can't do it. Oh man, talk about embarrassing. Like, I don't even want to do this. Oh, 49. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't gone yet. He hasn't gone. But that was good. If I if I don't hit 108, it's because of my giggles. Yeah. Oh my god. Get goodness. angry, Jeff. Right, yeah. 104. Oh my goodness. 104. Okay, what? I want a challenge. I'm seeing those little spots when you like squeeze too hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It got worse. It got worse. It got way worse. I'm telling you, he's try. just trying I want to hide challenge. it. I literally am seeing those little floaties. Yeah. Yeah. You okay there? (laughs) Incredible. I feel pretty decent about my... Now uh, we got 114. 114. Oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we're close. Chris Chris Fattis can squeeze 114 pounds out of anything. 
uh, including little yellow football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 813. <laughs> no, that's 81.3. But <laughs> if you missed all that, you can watch uh, it on a special uh, video service that Paul will tell you about. That's right. Go to youtube.com slash at the underscore Beatitudes or check us out on spiritustv.com. So that's not spiritus.tv, but spiritustv.com. Very Catholic version of the YouTube. That's all right. Awesome. Yeah. Chris, we'll see you on the bonus show. Thanks hey, for being thanks a pioneer in healthcare instead of sick care and being a Catholic leader for all. Uh, for those of you who come back and see us on Friday, let's have a rocking, roaring good time. And for the rest of you, we will see, see you in the Eucharist. Eucharist. God, God bless. bless. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.